Welcome to the Liberty Podcast with your host, Pastor Robert Maxey, Senior Pastor of Liberty Church of Baton Rouge. It's our prayer that this podcast will be life-changing for you and that you will share it with someone else. Now, here is Pastor Rob. Through 
everything that Jesus has to go through on the cross. You know, so uh, uh, Jesus takes the punishment that was meant for us, the beating that was meant for us. And, and so it has almost become like cliche because we say this every Easter and we talk about it and, and we discuss it. But I don't think it ever really sets in. Does it ever really hit us what he has to go through? I find myself watching the passion because I feel like the passion is the, the, the one that really hits me the most. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't even think the passion really even gets close to what he goes through. But still... I think we glance through this day and never really understand what Jesus has to endure. He became the redeemer of mankind. Satan may have thought that he had won a great victory, but it was through the cross that the Son of God triumphed over Satan. Sin and death bow down to Jesus Christ. But even though he knew what he would have to face, he went willingly, and many of us would not have gone. Even if we had known that we would have had victory, many of us would have still said no. Many of us say no today to the most easiest task. Many of us say no to Volunteering. Many of us say no to, to sharing. Many of us say no to reaching out to people. Many of us just say no. But his heart was to reach as many people as he could while he could. You see, Jesus Christ was always about the mission. He was all about reaching people. And sometimes we get so caught up in the program. We get so caught up in, in, in making sure that the big day is a success till we miss the real point of contacting and touching people. Because we want to make sure the day is a success. We want to make sure Easter is so much fun. We want to make sure we have people in their seats and, and we want to make sure that the skits are great and we want to make sure that the, the praise team sounds great. But oh, Jesus care about people. Just cared about people. He wanted to see people saved. And sometimes we care more about the program. We care more about what we're doing on that day instead of who we're touching. Oh, I want to see packed buildings, but I want to see souls saved more importantly. Amen. Are you feeling me this morning? Yes. Jesus was all about the mission. Can you imagine the burden that he carried? The burden that he carried 33 years Carrying the burden of salvation. 
Oh, you talk about three years of mission, but he carried 33 years of burden. Can you imagine your kids that you send out to play? Can you look out the window and you're wondering why you're sitting on the swing, not playing with anybody? It's because they carry a burden that you don't understand. He carried a burden that we didn't understand, that his own mother didn't understand. He carried a burden of all humanity. No, no, can we say all of creation? And we carry the burden of the next party. Everyone wants to be in charge. Everybody wants to be in charge. And the next boss and the next person that's leading something. But no one wants the burden. Can I have the responsibility but not the burden? Oh, you're not feeling it this morning. Am I talking to myself? Yeah, I'm going to talk to this side. Can I have the responsibility but not the burden? Can I have the title but not the burden? Oh, I just want the title, but I don't want the burden. And Jesus says, I'll take the burden. And never complain. Jesus was talked about and never complained. And he walked everywhere he went, never complained. And he was a savior and, and people laughed at him and never complained. And they ripped his beard out and he still never complained. And he carried his own cross, his own curse. Can you imagine carrying your own curse? Never complained. The Bible says he never mumbled. King of kings, creator of all humanity, and he said not a mumbling word. Uh, and we just wait for the holiday to celebrate him. Can I wait for the holiday? I'll wait for the holiday to celebrate him or I'll wait for the funeral to inquire about him and as I wrote these words I began to cry as I thought how shallow we are the thought how we go on our daily and how we give him so little time and as this day will be over, I will probably not see many of you again. As I wrote these words, I thought, Jesus runs into these Pharisees who have been following him and have been watching him do miracles. And I thought about how we've been watching him do miracles in our lives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
you feeling me this morning? Yeah. So we've been watching him do miracles. We've been watching him wake us up every morning. We've been watching him in our kids' lives, in our children's lives. I just watched him do a miracle in my daughter's life. I just seen my new grandson, and I've been watching him do miracles, and I've been seeing great things. And the Pharisees, they've been seeing this, but there's a controversy because they don't like the fact that he's doing miracles because they see it as him being out of pockets. He's not doing miracles that they like. There's a controversy because he just casted out a demon. Uh, and that you would think that that would be a great thing. You cast out a demon. You mean somebody has been set free. You mean to tell me you don't like the fact that someone's been set free? Everybody don't like the fact that you've been set free. Everybody don't like the fact that you're walking in new freedom and, and that you've been with newness. Everybody don't like it. The 22nd verse, it says, Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw, and all the multitudes were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? And I underline the fact that there was multitudes that were amazed. You see, the problem wasn't the fact that someone was healed. The problem was there were multitudes. There were multitudes. Come on. And see, multitudes were amazed. And you see, Pharisees don't like the fact when there's multitudes. Because Pharisees like the idea of them being seen more than they like the fact of you being seen. Even more than they like the fact of God being seen. Oh, I'd rather be seen than God being seen. Oh, God, why did you choose to use them? They don't even have education. They have not even been in church long enough. They have not even schooled. They don't have a degree. They don't have even a pastor yet. Oh, how did you use them to heal somebody? I need you to understand when God chooses to use you, it don't matter how long you've been saved. God says you. Pharisees don't like that. See, they, they don't understand how did God choose to use a carpenter's son. When I've been studying the Bible my whole life, but you see, you've been studying the Bible your whole life, but when you walked up and you saw this carpenter's son, you didn't recognize him. You mean to tell me you've been studying God and you, he popped up and you didn't recognize him? You mean to tell me God walked into the room and you've been studying him since you was a kid and you did not recognize him? You did not recognize the Jesus in me? Now, the Pharisees heard it. They said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. And Jesus said, oh, no. Oh, no. See, you, you got this thing mixed up, buddy. 
See, I understand you're confused. See, it's only in the church where church people fight amongst church people. But oh, you see, the demons got it loud. They got it in order, you see. Demons don't argue with them demons. You see, they understand this thing. You see, it's only the church where church people will argue with church people. <laughs> it's only us that can have the same God, but then we, we, we are hearing from him in two different ways. Y'all feel it? Well, God told me to do it this way. But, but, uh, I'm the pastor. Yeah, but pastor, God told me. Okay, but, but the demons are marching in line yeah. and in sync. Jesus says it like this. He says, he says, the, the demons are not divided. How can Satan's kingdom stand if it is divided? Even he got it understood. But oh, you who claim to follow me but don't know me, he says every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation every city or house divided against itself will not stand if Satan cast out Satan he is divided against himself how then will his kingdom stand oh you know the upset now and so the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. You mean more? You mean the people that were just healed wasn't good enough, and the demon that was cast out wasn't good enough, and so and me telling you about Satan's kingdom wasn't good enough, and so you need more. Well, guess what? I can't give you more. He says, but he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks out the sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a great one greater than Jonah is here. Hmm. You see, we've been in this series about Jonah, and we've been talking about this, this, this relationship between Jonah and Jesus, and we talked about this last week, how Jonah is this type and shadow of Jesus. It's a type and shadow. You see, the old Old Testament is a type and shadow. And Jesus talks about it. He says, what Moses wrote, he wrote about me. You see, these Pharisees are studying the Old Testament, and they've been studying Moses, but Moses, he tells them, Moses wrote about me, and you don't even know me. And so, Jonah is this type and shadow of Jesus. Jesus is, is, is sleep on the boat, and, and Jonah is sleep on the boat. Come on, wait. Come on, wait. And so the crew has to go wake up Jonah because of a storm, and Jesus is sleeping in the midst of a storm, and the crew has to go wake him up in the storm. Tell it, tell it. 
You see, Jonah has to, Jonah says, you know what, you just throw me overboard. I'll get my life with the crew. And they throw him overboard to save the crew. And and Jesus says, you know what, I'll give my life for the salvation of others. And he goes and gives his life on the cross. You see, there's this. this. Hold on. Jonah goes and preaches salvation to Nineveh. Uh-huh. Jesus goes and preaches salvation to the world. Yes. You see what I'm saying? There is this, this relationship. There's this type and shadow of Jonah and Jesus. And so Jesus makes this thing. He said, there is no other sign but the sign of Jonah. And you see, three days in the belly of a well, Jonah stays. And, and three days in the earth, Jesus stays. And so there is this connection between Jesus and Jonah. There is this connection in the deep. See, Jonah's in the deep. And Jesus goes into the deep. And so they want a sign. And he says, I'm not giving you another sign. The reason why he says that is this. Because the people of Nineveh, they sat there in their sin. And for years, they struggled in sin. And and all Jonah had to do was walk into the city and say, 40 days! And he heard the cry of Jonah. And they repented. And that's all that it took. Jonah didn't do anything else. Jonah walked in and said, 40 days, or you'll be destroyed. And everybody went on a fast. Matter of fact, everybody went on a fast, and the donkeys, and the animals. Everybody went on a fast. Even the animals put on sackcloth and ashes. Everybody went on a fast. And the whole nation was saved. Everybody was changed. But then these Pharisees, they have somebody greater. See, Jesus is paralyzed, paralyzed, paralyzed. The Pharisees and the people of Nineveh. He says in John 3.10, he says, Then God saw their works, and they turned from their evil ways. And God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. The people of Nineveh repented of their evil ways after hearing Jonah's call for repentance. While the Pharisees continued in their unbelief, despite being eyewitnesses to the miracles of Jesus. You mean to tell me God walked with them? And they never changed? You mean to tell me that God walks with you? The Bible says that the, that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in us. That means God now lives in you. You see, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would fall on you to do things for God. That if to do mighty things, God would just, the, the Holy Spirit would fall and dwell on you for a second, for a minute, for a moment, for a season. Oh, but when Jesus Christ gave his life for you, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. 
But from that moment, you had the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to live and dwell in you. And you tell me now that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in you, that you don't understand that there is a new level of responsibility, that you now have God living and dwelling in you, that you can make better decisions. Oh.
he got really famous by telling this joke, uh, uh, here's your sign. Anybody heard these jokes? Here's your sign. And uh, basically what he would be saying is, uh, if you were stupid and you did something stupid, here's your sign. Right? You, you just you get the stupid sign. Basically. And so you like, here's your sign. It's funny, and he tells it. <laughs> and so, what's so funny about it is that we do some crazy things mm-hmm. in our life. Mm-hmm. And then we walk around, here's your son. Yeah. And people are asking, these people are saying, God, show me a sign. Show me a sign that you're still God. Show me a sign that you're still in charge. And many of us are asking the same thing. But if you look around at your life, here's your sign. Yes. You're still free. Come on. Your children are still saved. You're still alive. He woke you up this morning. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. Jesus keeps saying it's time to change. But you keep saying, she'll give me a sign. I woke you up this morning. Yes. Come on. You keep saying, God, God, I need money help in my marriage. But Jesus keeps waking you up. He keeps giving you an opportunity to say sorry. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. You mean to tell me these Pharisees studied the Old Testament every day of their lives? And they woke up and didn't know who Jesus was. Come on. You mean to tell me that you wake up every day and you're supposed to have the Holy Spirit in you, but you don't know who Jesus Christ is? Right. And you don't know the movement that he's making in your life every day? Every day you should walk around and say, there's my sign. When your kids wake up every morning and they say, Daddy, I love you, there's my sign. Yes, yeah. Every morning you wake up and you walk and you step out of that bed, you should say, there's my sign. There's my sign that Jesus is alive, that he got out of that grave, that he rose with all power in his hands. There's my sign. He says, it's an evil and adulterous generation that needs another sign. And the ones I, I give them every day. The miracles that they pass up every day. You don't need nothing else. You're missing the signs. In Matthew 27, chapter 51st verse, uh, uh, Jesus is just giving up the ghost. And the Bible says, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in the two from the top to the bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. And, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints had fallen asleep, were raised, and coming out of the grave after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. It's a powerful scripture. But something sticks out to me in the scripture, and this is the only point that I have for you today. The graves are open, but you got to walk out. You mean to tell me that the graves were open on Friday? Come on. They were resurrected 
the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earthquake and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection. You see, this is the problem that many of us have. Our graves have been opened, but we're standing at open graves waiting to come out. When are you going to come out of the grave? At one point, are you going to take a step out? At what point are you going to stop waiting for somebody to push you? At what point are you going to stop waiting for another sign? The sign was the door was opened. The sign was you was raised from the dead. The sign was you woke up. And now you're still waiting. Oh, what is the sign you need? Come on. Somebody say, walk out. Walk, walk out. Are you still waiting on another sign? At some point, church, we got to get up and move. At some point, we got to make a decision to get our life on. At some point, we got to stop waiting for another sign and say, God, I hear you. I hear your voice right now saying it is time to move on. It is time to take a step out of the grave. God, I am ready. Would you just stand to your feet right now? I need some people in here to understand when it is time to see the sign. Look at somebody and say, here's your sign. Here's your sign. It is time to move. It is time to step out. Would somebody come up and say, step out and move. There you come on back. It is time for us to get ourselves together. You see, the graves have been opened in your life. But you stand in still. Come on. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. Yes, yes, yes. She said that that won't be another sign. Nineveh, Nineveh heard the word of the Lord. He said, they said 40 days. And they got it. They understood that there is not another sign in this one. This crazy man said, 40 days. I heard that. And I'm moving. These Pharisees, they saw God and didn't recognize him. These people saw the graves open up. They realized that they had been dead. And now they're awake. For many of you, you were dead. You were in addiction. You were in depression. You were struggling. You were close to divorce. You were hurting. You were in sickness. And the grave was opened. But you're still standing there. And God says, what else do you want me to do? I opened it. I gave you another chance, but you still haven't lost weight yet. You still haven't changed your diet yet. I gave you a sign. I gave you a sign. You overdosed, but you still didn't.
didn't change. I gave you a sign. Come on. You finally got your children back. You gave you a sign. You haven't changed your behaviors. What is wrong with you? I gave you a sign. You've been in the deep for too long. Yes, yes, yes. It's time to come out of the deep. You've been in the deep grave. You've been in the deep ocean. You've been in the deep. And it's time to come out of the deep. Yes, yes, yes. I remove the stones that have been keeping you bound right now. I speak prophetically in your life. I remove the stones. I remove the barriers that have been holding you back. Yes, yes, the yes. lies that have been told to you. The lies. The barriers. The barriers have been removed in your life. Somebody told you that you could not do better. Right now there is a new sign. There is a sign that has been placed before you. Somebody say, I see the sign. I see the sign. I see the sign. The sign. The sign has been placed. There's a new sign. It's time for us to move forward. When he came out of that grave, he said, I came out with all power in my hand. When he came out, that means he had the victory. And the victory he has, that means you have the victory.
still sign. Lord, pray with you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. You see the hands that are raised. The hands that are saying, God, I need more of you. The hands that are saying, God, I see the sign. The hands that are saying, God, I, I welcome your spirit. I welcome your direction. I welcome God with just ties me. I welcome you. I welcome you. And God, we say right now, God, you know each what each and every one of us need in this place. God, we pray right now, God, that you will lead us, Lord, into a better understanding of who you are in our life. Yeah. 